Hello, lovely single mums, and thank you for joining this podcast where we'll be discussing how to let go of the wrong relationship. My name is Lucy Good, and I'm the founder of Beanstalk, an online space dedicated to supporting and inspiring single mothers from all walks of life. And today, for the third time on this podcast, I'm excited to chat to Leah Shepherd from Honour Your Breakup. For those of you who don't know Leah, she's also known as the Breakup Boss. She's a relationship speaker, coach and author based in Melbourne. She's also the founder of Honour Your Breakup, a personal development service that empowers women to get their boss factor back after heartbreak. After suffering her worst breakup years ago, she decided something needed to change if her pattern of broken relationships and year-long heartaches were to get any better. So she developed a seven-step methodology for positive recovery, and Leah now writes, speaks, and teaches on all things breakup. She's helping women all around the world to use their, their heartbreak to unlock their own strength, power and beauty. But most importantly, Leah is also our carefully chosen and much loved relationship expert advisor on my Facebook group, The Single Mum Vine, and on all of the Beanstalk Single Mum platforms. So welcome for the third time (laughs) to the podcast, Leah. (laughs) Thanks, Lucy. What an introduction. I was like, wow, that sounds amazing. Well, it's it's third time now as well, so I know you so well, so I can (laughs) introduce you beautifully. And I'd just like to go back and touch on something that I did mention in the introduction was that you, you know, that you had gone through this stage where you suffered a terrible breakup. Mm. Um, Now, you've got not only professional experience helping ladies to work through relationships, but because of this you've been there before and you actually had a defining moment with this particular breakup um, yes. and all the way over in Europe so could you just tell us a bit about that time in your life and how that paved the way for the wonderful business that you've created today yeah okay so um first of all just a just a slight mental health sort of note it is a bit of a triggering subject so I will just just warn listeners about that um back where uh yeah so maybe about five years ago now um was with this guy the love of my life or you know so I thought at the time and and he invited me on a trip to Europe uh, to, to Italy specifically and I'm in my mind like as most women do we're just like go straight to under the Tuscan sun and it's going to be amazing going to get engaged and it had been like three years together at that stage um but uh, when we went over there things just just really changed and I suppose it was pretty um topical that we're talking about this specific issue because I was in a very unhealthy relationship with this man and um and I didn't really see that until we got over there and you know all the issues that we had just really came to the fore and um it all eventually halfway through our month-long holiday just out of the blue just says everything he hated about me said that I um we're no longer together I needed to pack my things um go back to Australia and get out of his house and didn't want to see me again 
and you know when you're in the mindset of we're going to get engaged because it's been three years it's it's a very big shock and it was kind of like the rug had been pulled out from under me and you know he's he's got every right to to choose which way he wants to go with the relationship but it was just the way that it was done and it, it left me in a very big state of shock um and I remember packing up my things, feeling like an absolute loser, thinking that I had the, the gall to think that it, someone would love me for the rest of my life. And um, walking up to the train station in this, you know, country town initially, and I just remember feeling in so much pain and grief that I stood on the platform. I remember seeing a train coming um, express through the station and just thinking all I need to do is just take two steps forward onto the track and I never have to feel this way again. It was an absolute, like, a, a great shock to me even that I would be thinking that way. And, um, you know, a few sort of things pulled me back from that, but I realised that there's actually nothing there to help me, you know, apart from my poor um, <laughs> my poor mum who has to listen to everything I go through um, and Beyonce songs, but there was nothing there <laughs> that could actually help me through this and, and at the time I felt I didn't have enough money you know my finances had suddenly halved overnight and um, I didn't think I had the money or, or sort of uh, mentality to go and see a, a psychologist at the time so I thought what the hell am I going to do um, I was always very confident and and this just kind of set me on my butt basically and and I thought I need to find something to help me I need um to find a way to, to get me through this really tough time. And so that's that's basically the crux of it. That's where On Your Breakup comes from. It's that, that place of absolute feeling like nothing and, and that there is no way out. And so I researched and developed and, and found a way to, to, to help myself, and now that's what I do to help others. So um, that was a really long-winded way of explaining that, but that's essentially it. No, and it's perfect to hear it that way because it's very similar for me with Beanstalk. It was something that um, when I became a single mum, there was nowhere to turn to for support. Yeah. So I created the support that I needed in order to help other women. So it's really interesting um, that your story is similar to mine in how we've we've done what we've done. But what it does yeah. <laughs> is it shows that we're not just there saying, hey, do this, do that. We've been through it. Yes. So it's the experience as well as the professionalism um, that, that kind of puts your business together and allows you to really help people. That's right, um, yeah. And what we're going to try and help people with today, um, because, you know, you have touched on how bloody awful we can feel when relationships yeah. go wrong, but we can also feel terrible when we're in the wrong relationship. Um, so we're going to just talk about those relationships um, and how we deal with them um, in terms of, of letting go. Yes. So <clears throat> the first question that I've got for you is that lots of people are in the wrong relationship. Um, a lot of them are very unhealthy, um, yeah. but we perhaps don't recognize that. What are the signs that we may be in a relationship that isn't right for us? Um, so the, <laughs> the simplest way I like to sort of describe this and, and how I described it for myself at the time um, was you lose the color in your life. And, and that's when you, you feel like you're no longer getting anything out of the relationship or, or you feel kind of less than yourself when you're with this person. Um, there's, there's the obvious things when you see in the movies like you're fighting a lot or, you know, they're, they're doing um, exhibiting behaviours that 
don't really sit right with you and it's a consistent sort of thing. Um, and often it can just be like a gut feeling that something isn't right in the relationship. Um, another thing is, is not feeling attracted anymore, which I find that women really struggle with, like coming to terms with, with just purely that, that idea that they, they don't feel attracted to them. They feel a lot of a sense of loyalty, so they just sort of hang around even though they don't really, you know, want to be there. Um, and, you know, they, they, there's the abuse, there's the, you know, physical abuse, obviously, sexual abuse, mental abuse. Um, but it's just, you know, it can even be that sort of passive-aggressive kind of thing. And, you know, the worst thing is is when you don't feel safe enough to say how you feel. That's that's very much the, the crux of it all. Um, yeah, there's lots of different reasons. Um, and, yeah, it's, it's, it's I've got to say, it's like one of the worst things really that can happen to a person. You really lose your, your heart and your soul and your direction in life. Mm. Yeah, you yeah. do. And I love that last point that you made about that you don't feel safe enough to say how you feel because mm. I think for some people that's a kind of a bit of a tester, isn't it? People listening yeah. in might think, hey, let me think about that. Do I feel safe to tell him how I feel? And if you don't, then the relationship isn't a healthy one. Um, yeah. And a lot of the other points as well that you've mentioned in terms of fighting a lot, that gut feeling that something isn't right, not being attracted mm. to them. The thing is, these things can come on quite slowly and they almost become the norm. You're oh, just used yeah. to it, aren't you? So because they're the norm, that's what your relationship is, but you don't recognise it as being unhealthy because it's just the way the relationship is. So they're red flags. So look out, you know, to anyone listening in, go through each one and think, are these things, How do I feel any of these in my relationship? And even if you feel one, but certainly if you feel more than one, you do have to consider whether it's the right relationship for you. Yes, yeah, um, definitely. So what would you say are the main reasons that we do stay in these unhealthy relationships, which um, I know a lot of us do, and I've been guilty of myself. <laughs> Same here. <laughs> oh, gosh, for years on end, I would say for myself. So, <laughs> yeah, so um, it's quite normal, so never feel bad about it. You're amongst <laughs> many others. <laughs> Look, I'll say the, the one umbrella term I'll, I'll use is fear. Now, People sort of hear the word fear and, and they think, well, I'm not scared of my partner or I'm not scared of, of such and such. But fear comes in, in many different forms and it sort of manifests in our brains in different ways. Um, the one thing I'll say here, and I always harp on about it, is neurochemicals. Mm. When we go through a, a certain stage with our with our partners and, and things aren't working um, in a natural sort of flow, um, suddenly we get all these neurochemicals that pump in through the, the oldest part of our brain that's very much, you know, developed during caveman days and which essentially um, is bound around the idea of if you are alone, you are susceptible to, you're, you're at greater risk of death. You're out of the tribe, you, you're out of your shelter, you, there's more opportunities for you to be unsafe. So that doesn't go away. We don't just sort of evolve out of that over, over a few thousand years. Um, they, they linger today and so that fear manifests itself in terms of um, fear of being alone if we're not with our partner, fear of um, not having resources like finances, um, having the shame or guilt of how other people will, will perceive you from wanting to walk away 
even if it's, you know, you totally, everyone is totally within their rights to leave a relationship. It's just the fallout of what happens after that, that leaving that we worry about. Um, you're worrying about how the, the partner will react, whether it's, um, you know, it doesn't have to be like a physical reaction. It can be just like loud voices or, or they make you feel sad or they make you sort of think that it's your fault or, or you know, those sorts of things. Um, you worry that you'll you'll regret it once you do leave. It's very much a roller coaster of emotions in these mm. sorts of times. Um, and also you kind of sit there and just think, is this just a phase? Is this something that I'm going to, you know, is it just a bit of a lull at the moment and things will get better? And, and you know, really we have to be quite proactive in these situations. Don't ever, you know, rest on, is it rest on your laurels? Is that the right right sort yeah, of thing? Yeah, that's the right saying. And, and it's yeah. exactly what I was thinking as well. It's like, and also another saying is you don't want to rock the boat. No, um, that's no. what was crossing my mind as you were talking. Sometimes it's just like, oh, it's just so much easier. I'm going to cause so much drama if I finish this. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I just don't can't. We, we have so many things going on in our lives, don't we? Sometimes you think, I don't have the time for that drama. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I'll put my relationship in the September sort of time that I'm dealing with things. Or yeah. I, it's just, yeah, and, you know, years can go by. It did mm. for me. It did for a lot of my clients and, and a lot of people I know in my own life. And it's just, you know, um, it, it sort of has to take a really big thing for us to make that final decision so it's it's about thinking about those things before the big blowout comes mm. really yeah and, and, yeah and having just I've got to stop going on about talking I've got to I remember we've only got half an hour so yeah no no that's fine it's all interesting um, and I would you say another one is love as well because I think that often you stay in a relationship because you are still in love with that person but sometimes love can change can't it and it could be that yes you did love them and you do still love them but you don't love them in the same way anymore and it's not a love that's sustainable for a healthy relationship but because there's some love love there and that love to, love is often through habit because you've been with them and you know them mm. so well yeah. you think, I love them so I don't want to break up with them but maybe if you spend a bit of time looking at this the kind of love for you that you have for them it's not the right love to hold a relationship together would you say that could be an issue as well it's, yeah yeah hit the nail on the head there it's it's um it's pretty yeah i mean we we going back to the neurochemicals thing and um it's it's the reason that a lot of people stay in and particularly abusive relationships you, you kind of look from the outside and you think why you know she's getting hit or she's being treated badly why is she staying um mm. or why is he staying and it's it's purely because of that. Our brains are so strong and they are so powerful. Mm -hmm. And if we believe that there is potential there for the relationship to succeed, if there, if we've seen that person be loving to us and caring to us before, even if it was like five minutes at the start of a relationship, you still believe that that's there. So we stick around and we, we bunker down and we get our loyalty chemicals going on and, and we stay. And, and that's so love is just, it's a massive one. And it's, mm -hmm. Um, to, in order to come out of that addiction, it's it's a really difficult thing to do, and it, and it takes a certain sort of mm. few, a certain a sequence of steps to be able to break yourself out of that. Damn those neurochemicals! Damn those neurochemicals! <laughs> they do make uh, it hard, don't they? I was actually just thinking of a, um, a metaphor just before we were um, we were speaking, and it's and I know this is um, you know when you see like. Uh, jockeys okay on, on a horse and 
I completely abhor horse racing, by the way. I'll just say that at the start. But um, but when they have those whips and they're they're sitting on the on the top of the horse and and that's like our brains, and they want us to go a certain direction. So they they hit us. It's it's pain. It's it's a um. Because we, you know, you don't sort of gently massage the horse to get it to go in a certain direction. Um, the faster way to do it is through pain, and so the same thing is essentially happening with that old part of the brain. It is, it's, you know, love, addiction, and pain are, are, are relatively the same area in the brain. So, mm. you know, in order to to keep us safe and alive, it, it hits us with pain mm. to be able to stay there it's crazy but it's true yeah (laughs) so what advice can you give to our listeners to get them into the right headspace to finish a relationship bearing in mind that they know they need to finish it but they could be finding it very difficult to do so okay so knowing that we have neurochemicals going on um there there is a certain sequence to doing this because if you left like just just like that you're going to have a whole wave of emotions and ups and downs and regret and everything um, hitting you. And, and, and there needs to be this um, delicate kind of sequence within your actions to be able to make that feeling less and manageable. So first of all, ask yourself, are you truly happy and free? Like listen to all the, the points we were saying before about signs of unhealthy relationships. Do they apply to you? Um, is there something that can be fixed? Um, Next step is have you done everything you possibly can to fix the situation? Now, this is really, really important because if we just decide to leave, um, the next day you're thinking, oh, my God, I've made a mistake. Oh, you know, he's actually really a good person. Um, Oh, maybe I haven't tried this or that or maybe I need to send a letter or all those sorts of things. So do that before you do any kind of final steps. Right? Does that make sense? Mm, yeah, absolutely, yes. And, and it's really key for the brain because the brain will keep trying to find ways of getting you back together with that person unless it's got a it's got a, a closed loop until mm. you close that loop with it. So make sure you do everything you can to fix it within your, your own power. You can't control everything, but there are some things you can. Um, and, and when you've done everything you possibly can, um, when you do make that step, just understand that it is like a detox. It's like there, there will be ups and downs that are out of your control, but hold on to the fact that what you're doing is right for you and that you have tried everything you possibly can. Um, it's kind of like a, a person walking a dog. I love metaphors, by the way, um, analogies. Like a person walking a dog, and that's like your logical self. The dog sort of runs around on both sides on the end of its leash, but essentially you maintain the track just know that it's it's the right way to to go um yeah does that does that make sense it does and so i guess as well what comes with the detox is sort of saying we just can't see each other or speak to each other as well because it just makes it much harder doesn't it Um, once you've made that decision to finish um, which has been based on the fact that you've done everything you can to make it work. Um, you then have to say, okay, clean break here because the amount of people I know and myself as well, um, you, you're in this habit, you, you miss them so much, even though it was a healthy relationship, you're so used to having them on the end of the phone, to send yeah. texts to, to talk about your daily life with suddenly that person is 
gone and it uh, is yeah. so difficult we were talking about this yesterday when we were having a meeting about something else we were talking <laughs> about how it's quite similar in some respects to to greet the loss the loss of losing someone someone dying because exactly someone's just disappeared from your world and they leave a massive hole there and it's incredibly hard to get yeah. over that and in some respects harder because they are still there and um, you're so well, tempted to make contact with them again it's um it's it's kind of um worse in some ways because like someone dying that they've gone but they actually decided to leave they mm. they decided that it's for whatever reason it wasn't good enough for them to stay and mm. um and it is it's very much like grief and and the worst thing is and and you know something i found and a lot of women find is that the one person they'd usually go to to speak about that to, to talk about that and offload is the one that's actually caused the situation yeah, <laughs> so exactly. it's really difficult you feel alone and, and then you you know you go to talk to your mum and stuff, but it's it's a different kind of support. You know, you want that kind of intimate support, but then it's just, it's different. So there's a lot to get used to in those first few weeks. Um, usually the first six weeks, they're the, they're the most um, difficult to get through. Yeah. And I mean, we've kind of talked a little bit about what I'm going to ask as the next question but I'll I'll do it anyway because we probably have a few more things to to mention in there. But <laughs> so once the relationship's over, even if it was having a negative impact, as we've just said, it can be very distressing. Yeah. Um, and we've talked about some of those things that, that go on um, that make us feel so terrible. But what are your tips to help recover from from the fallout? Okay. So, um, as I was saying, the brain is very powerful. It can do things on its own, but we can also help train it along the way as well. We have a lot more control in these situations than people actually realize. So, a very simple thing is actually holding on to the idea that you made the right decision. Like, for whatever reason, that you know, there was, there was some reason that it wasn't working, that, you know, after trying over and over and over again to fix it, there was nothing you can do to change it. So, hold on to that idea that... that that avenue is not for your best, um, in, in your best interest and possibly not even for the other person's interest either. Um, there was a reason that you wanted to, to leave in the first place and it was clear that it wouldn't change. So just hold on to the idea that you made the right decision. It's kind of like a mantra and it's something that got me through everything. It was just, I made the right decision. Just put one foot in front of the other and just believe that everything is going to be okay. Um, the other thing, you know, it is okay to, to do these things ourselves, but it can take longer and it can be a lot more difficult. So my advice is always get the right help to see you through these ups and downs. Um, often that can actually mean outside of your family and friends because sometimes I know with a lot of my clients, they've felt like they can't talk to their friends and family over and over because they feel like they're a burden to them, mm. um, which is totally not the case, but it's just the way that we feel. So, you know, look at getting a, a psychologist, a counsellor, a breakup coach, anyone who understands what you're going through and gives you the right game plan to get through you, get you through it faster. Mm. You, you, it's not time heals, it's being proactive. So, so always look at, at advancing further every single day. 
So you need to, and just to stay as busy as possible as well, isn't it? I I often think of, I don't know if you've seen the film, I think it shows my age a little bit, but um, <laughs> if you or anyone listening has seen Sliding Doors, um, ah. it's such a fantastic film to watch. It's got Gwyneth Paltrow in it, but it is about this, um, what happens is she's in a relationship with this guy and he cheats on her and she doesn't, and she goes home and sees him in bed with this other woman. Mm. Um, and then it shows you her life and how it pans out after that but the reason she got home and saw him in bed with another woman was because she missed her tube it's all set in London oh okay Um, but they also show what happened if she no she got on her tube train but they also show what happens if she missed her tube and Mm. she didn't get home in time and she didn't see him in bed with this other woman and then the movie splits into two parts so it shows how she lived her life after knowing that her boyfriend cheated on her and she moved on and it was distressing, but she started a new wonderful life. <laughs> but it also shows that she, when she didn't see him cheating on her and she stayed with him and she was still so miserable. So I think it's a really cool film to look at because you can sometimes think, look, you know, I know this is hard now, but everything's going to be so much better than if I stayed with him. Um, So anyone who hasn't seen that movie, I really recommend seeing it. It is a bit dated now, but it really, really shows you how, um, you know, breaking up from the wrong relationship will definitely change your life for the better. That description was better than the trailer. That was. Oh, <laughs> I don't know. I remember I'm that being be around, but I was like, uh, <laughs> <laughs> but it is, um, it's such a good. And I've got a friend who's had just that happen to her. She's caught oh, her boyfriend cheating on her in oh, a really horrible way. Oh. And I say to her, "Hey, imagine if you hadn't have seen that happen, and you were still with him, and still full of that worrying guilt, and always wondering what he was doing because she never really trusted him. Yeah. And also, she's going through the horrendousness of the breakup because of what happened." but she's actually starting to move on and have a wonderful life so it's great that she's out of that negative relationship because it will seem hard at the beginning but then your life will just get better and better and that's something to believe in the whole time isn't it even at the those moments when you're feeling absolutely terrible absolutely I mean it's really hard to hear right at the start that things this is you know when you hear lots of coaches saying this is a great opportunity it's like really difficult Mm. to hear that at the start (laughs) but um, (laughs) when when you know in a second you would take them back but you know another idea to think about is that unless you know even if you got back together with them like the second that you're thinking about it there's always going to be that um unresolved um, issue that made you leave in the first place mm. so it's the, the classic line is either repair it or repeat it and and really if you if you don't see this breakup through go see it see through the pain and everything you're gonna you're just delaying the inevitable yeah just just you know start now the worst is over and it's all uphill from there yeah. definitely like it's about keeping busy but it's it's about actually being proactive because it's in the times that you don't have anything to physically do that suddenly all the emotions come flooding back so it's, mm. it's really about putting a game plan in for those particular times when it's quiet or when you used to do I don't know such and such or watch Netflix with them um, that you need something to to help bolster mm. you during that time so yeah definitely get the right help to see through those ups and downs yeah and don't watch any sad movies like the oh, new, like no. don't go and watch the new Mamma Mia oh my god, oh my god no. <laughs> <laughs> just bit, stay, stay away from love love stories um, anything like yeah. that <laughs> I mean, it's, 
I used to feel really dumb when I'd say this to my clients. I was like, don't look at movies that are about that sort of thing um, and definitely don't listen to music. Like, yeah. seriously, oh, don't, don't listen yeah. to yeah. Uh, radio music. I mean, I've actually, I actually put a playlist together of um, empowering songs. It's on the website um, because purely for that because you want music but you don't want to have to hear about you know, I love you and we'll be together Fantastic. forever and all that sort of stuff. I'll put that link from your website onto the podcast details on this, on my Beanstalk website when I put this up. Yeah. Yeah. But, um, okay, my last question, because typically enough, we are we are running over slightly. Yeah. <laughs> so the, the natural next step for some people would be to start dating again um, yeah. to kind of, I guess, mask the pain and make themselves feel better would you advise yeah. this straight away or should we take some time to readjust and perhaps get to know ourselves again all right so neurochemicals again everything in your fire every fiber of your being will be trying to direct you to fill that void in your life by by trying to get someone new um, have the intimacy have the friendship have the company all that sort of thing what I would say is give yourself time to heal first give yourself you know the proper opportunity to heal it's because it's it's like um, out of the frying pan and into the fire basically and kind of worse because you haven't got any kind of camaraderie or, or you know connection with these people that you date so you're very you're in a very vulnerable position when you're straight out of relationship or even you know months down the track um, and then you put yourself into a situation where you you don't know the people they don't know you they have very little loyalty or, or even you know sort of caring about you in, in the start until they get to know you so um, you know take the time to get yourself strengthened up you know and and deal with the issues that you're feeling it may seem completely counterintuitive to do to do that, but it's the best way to actually get stronger. So you go into a, a healthy relationship, not just another replacement unhealthy relationship. Um, a lot of people say, you know, just get back on the horse and it'll help you forget, you know, the other person. But what they don't realize is that there's actually loyalty and attachment hormones that are still firing away in there. So really, I mean, a lot of people don't even want new people to touch them or to talk mm. to them. They feel like they're being disloyal to their old partner. Mm. Um, so, you know, clear clear the chemicals, clear all the problems away and just, you know, focus on yourself. Um, you need, you know, the, the time to, to heal yourself and to actually figure out, remember who you are again because you have the shared identity that you created with your ex and and that's you for like however many years or months you're together and then when you're separated it's kind of like you're half a person so you really got to you know look back and, and see who you are and, and who you are as a result of the relationship you know what who do you want to be now um and then you know, you take that identity into your new relationships when you are strong enough to get mm. there. Yeah, yeah, definitely. And I think as well, you know, if you go out, you know, you're emotionally fragile. If you go out on a date and, you know, oh, it, yeah. it, it goes wrong, and so many of them do nowadays because people are so fickle with dating. Yeah. And it could just really make you feel so much worse and you just don't need that at that time. You put so much pressure on, on that working out, that one date that this is going to be your, your saviour. But, you know, just and it, it sounds so silly to even say these sorts of things, but it's, it's really what's going on in our mind psychologically. If we're mm. looking to fill that void, um, then we're going to be putting all the pressure and all our basically all our chips on this one person for it to work out yeah. and you know instead of coming at it like hey I'm, I'm 
happy and, and confident in myself and just, you know, my own company. But I, I might like to, you know, add someone else in there to have some spend some time with. And it's very much a take it or leave it situation for yourself. Yeah, then you, you choose the right things that you actually want in your life rather than, you know, feeling like you have to have them. Mm. It's, it's a very different power dynamic. Yeah, yeah. Perfect. Thank you so much. Now, our time is up. Um, oh. <laughs> but before we go, um, I, I know you're very busy at the moment, Leah, because you have a retreat coming up in Bali, yes. um, which is so exciting. You're taking eight women out. The retreat is full, by the way, just in case anyone thinking, oh, I fancy going to Bali. Um, but there will be others in the future. Um, yeah. Leah's, as I say, taking eight, eight ladies out to do some incredible things um, in Bali. And it's all about empowerment and, and, and learning to get over loss, um, whether yeah. it is a relationship or grief or whatever, and just to become happier and stronger within themselves. Um, just tell us a little bit about that retreat and also where my single mum's listening can go to find out more about you honor your breakup and um, anything like that that you're doing in the future yeah okay so um so back to my um back to my breakup the one the first thought I had after the train station was I just want to escape I want to get away from these feelings I don't want to go back to my house because that's where all the memories are and all that sort of thing um but everything that was available is like you know go and do a yoga retreat for three months or or you know just it, it was an escape, but it didn't actually have all of my problems were waiting for me when I got home. Um, so I wanted to create something that that was like an escape, but actually you got the help that you needed while you're over there, um, and and it it helps actually being separated from your normal life, so you can actually just put yourself in an incubator and focus purely on yourself for that time. And um, so that's what I've decided to do, and and not just in any kind of you know hostel or, or whatever, even though they're fine. I wanted to create abs an absolute sort of um, nurturing and luxury environment, not to look flash, but to actually teach women that they deserve excellence and they deserve to be surrounded in beauty in all of its forms. And it's not about money, it's just about treating yourself well. And um, and so that's what this is. You know, once they get off the plane, they are taken care of for, for the next week. And um, and we, we go through the program, we go all over Bali, we're actually going to meet um, – a whole lot of similar women in Bali who have had a really tough time after their divorce as well. So it's a bit, it's a sharing, it's giving back and it's just, oh, it's going to be such an amazing time. Um, so that, yeah, this one is full, but we are running the same thing um, early next year. So um, if anyone wants to see what we've been doing, see the photos, the videos, all that sort of thing, um, they're on the website, um, onyourbreakup.com.au and um, they'll be all over Facebook as well. So, um, oh, I can't wait. It's <laughs> I'm so excited as well and I just really yeah. want to make sure that when when you do the next one I'm going to really be pushing it towards um, my single mums because I know a lot of them would love to have a breakaway sometimes they yeah. do get this opportunity without their children but they don't necessarily want to go on their own um, so this no, is perfect to meet up with some like-minded women and do something so incredible so thank you for that and um, mm -hmm. also if anyone wants to connect with Leah she did mention her website which will be um, with the details of this podcast on my website but also you can find Leah and all her details and a link on the homepage of the Beanstalk website and yep. you can also find her on the Single Mum Vine she's on there chatting and helping ladies 
all the time and she does have a weekly post um, which goes out on a Thursday at seven o'clock as well excuse yeah. me that's my um, I, I, can't, <laughs> I can't disconnect my phone from my um, laptop if somebody wants to tell me and email me how to do that <laughs> I'd love to find out the but, world needs you back Lucy. <laughs> I, know, I know technology is not my thing I tell you but look Leah such wonderful advice from you as ever Um, It's so important to remember that every relationship we have in our life is a lesson. Um, Mm. The trick is knowing when it's time to walk away um, and how we can use that lesson to better ourselves. So what you're doing, which is helping women to be the best versions of themselves, however hard their breakup may have been, um, is incredibly helpful. Um, Thank you once again for taking the time to share your knowledge and your experience with us today. Thank you for having me. I love speaking with you and, and um, yeah, talking about this. As you know, I can talk for ages. So And so can I. And so can I. And that's why I'm, I'm always looking at the clock when us two are talking. Yeah. <laughs> but, so to all the single mums listening, please know that you are worthy enough and wonderful enough to leave any relationship that isn't perfect for you. Yeah you deserve the best and ultimately it's only you that can ensure that you get it so consider the red flags that Leah mentioned earlier Um, and if you're ready to move on from your current relationship do so with confidence and the belief that life will only get better until next time ladies goodbye